welcome back to the Monolith Film Podcast. I am your regular co-host, Lee Burns. I'm Mick. Nice. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Intro, done. <laughs> there are more. <laughs> um, today we're doing Possessor, yeah. which is Brandon Cronenberg's uh, second film. Follow-up to uh, your favorite, Lee. Antiviral. Yes, sir. Yeah, it took him eight fucking years to make a second movie. Can't get that money. It doesn't show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Possessor is about uh, these assassins who use technology to, like, uh, enter the mind of someone to, like, take over, to possess them. There you go. Uh, and then, you know, kill someone, which uh, is what assassins do. Yep. Yeah, pretty much, right? That's what it's that about. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So what'd you guys think? What'd you guys think of Brandon Cronenberg's second film? You wanna start us off, don't they? Uh, do you? <laughs> Just right off the bat, better or worse? Okay. Wait a lot better. Okay. I think better too. I know antiviral is like your favorite movie you ever made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I thought the, the the quality was upgraded significantly with this. Oh one. yeah, I mean I um, this was better. It just was. It just was. Yeah. Production wise, I still product. think there are. I still think there are pitfalls, which we'll get into later. Okay. Like s- small things, like not that big, but overall, much more enjoyable film. Um, I thought the concept was. I don't think the concept was more interesting because I thought antiviral, while I didn't like the movie that much, I thought the concept was very, mm. very interesting. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I think even though the concept wasn't as like break like breaking the mold or interesting with this one, it was at least done and pursued a lot better, you know? Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think you, yeah, you, I, you I, nailed I would, it. I would take that over over a, a really good concept, but done badly. Yes. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, we have another uh, Sutherland connection in this movie, too. Uh, the husband character is uh, Kiefer's half-brother. Yeah. Sean Bean? Yeah. <laughs> Sean Bean is Kiefer's half-brother? Sean Bean. Oh, the, uh, the assassin's husband? Oh, the assassin's husband. Okay. Uh, I thought you met uh, Sean Bean. I thought you met Sean Bean. A second cousin, actually. Um, what, what's his name? Uh, Reefy or something? Re- yeah, right there. <laughs> Rosef. <laughs> there it is. Other one, yeah. Half brother. Damn. Doesn't look like him that much, though. Not at all. Yeah. No, not at all. He looks like Keeper Sutherland if he was like a bear, you know? Keeper <laughs> Sutherland if Keeper Sutherland grew up in Twin Peaks, you know? If he grew up in a microwave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's Canadian. Is the lead Canadian as well? I'm not sure. No, she's a pretty big actor. Um, she was in. I saw that she was in. Uh, no, she's she English. She was in the Death of Stalin. She was in a couple other things too that were like pretty big. Yeah, I know her from Mandy. Yeah, Mandy's big too. I know her from Death of Stalin. Okay. That was a, that was a really good movie. Go down. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't remember her in Nocturnal Animals or The Grudge either. She's probably like a side side character. Yeah. She was good, though. I liked her. 
Yeah, I think she's, yeah, she's, uh, I'm, I was happy to see her in the lead because her role in Mandy, she like dies in the first like 10 minutes. Okay. Um, but she was like, she's cool. She's a interesting look to her face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Brandon Cronenberg, Cronenberg has a habit of, uh, picking really pale white people that look like <laughs> as their lead, as his lead for the movie. Well, apparently, apparently she got the role because she's friends with the dude who played the lead in Antiviral. Oh yeah. Pardon? What's what's the guy's name again? Um, from Antiviral. Let's find out. The character, Sid March. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So apparently, the the lead for Possessor is friends with this guy, Caleb Landry Jones. Okay. Uh, And. Uh, Twin Peaks. Was he? Yeah, go back. Go back to Sid. Um, yeah. Apparently, Brandon Cronenberg was like uh, super nervous to have to like. Oh yeah, shit. He is. Who who do you play in fucking Twin Peaks? I don't know. Okay, never mind. You can get out of here because uh, if I didn't notice him, you know. Yeah, his name is like nowhere near the top of the list, so I imagine he's got some random. They put the stars at the bottom usually. <laughs> hey, Sabrina S. Let's click on her. God damn. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure she has much. Um but yeah, apparently uh Cronenberg was super stoked to have her as the lead and he was going into the meeting expecting to like have to convince her to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And right away she's like Fuck yeah. Oh no, I'm in. Like I saw antiviral, I loved it. Um, I'm, you know, I'm friends with the guy, so like I'm in for sure. Maybe you should have a a a, a fan club, Antiviral fan club, with her. <laughs> yeah, apparently we're the only two fucking people in the world who liked it. <laughs> <laughs> the world being the Monolith Film Podcast. Yeah, that's the world to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick, what'd you think of the movie? Dude, I fucking loved it, dude. Hell yeah. I thought this movie rocked, dude. Hell yeah. Dude, the fucking montages were sick, dude. I was Oh my god. Yeah. I was hard as a rock when I saw these effects. <laughs> dude, dude, when she when they were doing the whole transformation scene. I was sick, dude. Yeah. Melting away, like, uh, coming back. The only the cool. only thing I'm pissed about, like I I wrote it in my notes the second it happened, I was like, this better happen twice in the movie. <laughs> 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 I kind of like that each kind of freak out sequence, there was a little new technique going on. Yeah. And the big bokeh in it, the double going. I mean, it was fucking cool. Yeah, like, the hallucinations were fucking insane. We were doing a full and it's all, uh, all practical, eh? Yeah, it looks like everything is uh, real. And yeah, it's, yeah, he, how do you guys think they did the melting body for the transformation? I think that would be a wax figure yeah. and put in reverse or something. Like, it, like they heated it up really quick. Something like that. Up. Yeah. But they were good wax figures. The stubble on the beard and the hand and everything. Those were fucking yeah. well made. Even the I head which yeah. was fun. You could only tell it's a wax if you look closely. Yeah. Yeah. The the effects are fucking dope, man. The mm. one the one effect I think they could have improved on though is you know when he takes her mask, like takes yeah. her face? They could have made it like they ripped her face off and then have blood everywhere, you know? That would have been good. Yeah. That would have been cool, yeah. This is kind of freaky, though. She's got the mouths for the eyes and stuff. No, it's, it's still, it's still <laughs> very cool, but I would like to feel it feels like a full face rip, you know? <laughs> I don't think that's a very good cover, though, speaking of the face rip mask. 
Yeah, the post, the cover. Uh, no, no, it kind. I guess so, but I mean, it kind of you're setting you're setting yourself up for something else. We we're talking about marketing with the other movie. This true. One, looking at some kind of slasher, <laughs> ripping body parts off. It's true. Like I remember with antiviral, the cover was like the the metal box in his face bleeding, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that was like the apex climax kind of scene. There, you could tell they put a lot of stock into that scene. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this movie, I felt like. You know, like they, they use the mask scene as a cover because I feel like that's the quote unquote climax in his eyes. But for me, it was the transformation. That was the sickest part, dude. That was the sickest part, you know? The whole way through the movie, I'm going, oh, fuck, what kind of effect are they going to do next? What are they going to pull out next? And a new fucking cool thing pops and, in. And then, and then they pull a silicone mask, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's this one, that one, they're pretty much the same. This is the first poster I saw for the movie. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. That what about, go, go, to the, go to the one where it's like the, the line. Yeah. There, on the, yeah, right there. That's pretty cool. That's cool, yeah. That looks that's like prob- themselves, though. I mean, it looks nothing. Yeah, like yeah. That, yeah. That's probably... Uh, Fan art or something? Yeah, something like that. Face-melting violence. If you can handle it, face-melting violence. <laughs> Wasn't that violent? There's two, two violent scenes. But a decent amount of blood. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a good, a good. Well, this is the the beginning. Yeah, right? the stabbing at the start. Yeah. Oh my god! When she stabbed him in the neck, I was like, "Please go back and do more." I was like, "Fuck yeah, fuck yeah!" You know? Yeah. And she really went to town on him. Oh fuck, it was great. <laughs> oh, it's such a good way to start a movie, man. Oh yeah, great way to start a movie. Let's just actually, watch it. Actually, when we get to my, the best shots, actually one of my best, one of my favorite shots is uh, right before this scene. So good. Uh-huh. And like he's hiding the action with a lot of cuts, but you don't really mind the cuts. No, no. They're pretty cool. In that knife stabbing, you see it happen from two, three angles. Yeah. It's a effect, yeah. you know. But also you're not going, oh, he's not being cheap and we're cutting to a shadow or something, you know? Oh, but it's just he just he just went all out with the gore, bro. I fucking it was sick. Mm. They yeah. splatted a little more on her face, though, I feel. Like yeah, a, maybe. Like a tiddlywink on her face, you know? You just, like, did a Cronenberg on a guy, you know? That's a fun that's also the thing with the practical effects, right, is that it, it lands where it lands. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's very and you true. only really have, with that much blood, I don't know how many different costumes they had, but you only have a certain amount of takes. How many yeah, fucking bops you have? Yeah. yeah, they got to clean up the whole scene if they want to redo it. That's true. That's it. The one good head explosion, though, was when uh, he's shooting Ava, the uh, fiance, at the oh, Sean. Yeah, I was fucking lit. That's a good head splatter. That, Where's that? Where's that? That Rangers go. Yeah, I think right here. Somewhere near here. Yeah. Uh, this is the after. He's going to yeah. kill himself. There's some good brain juice in there. And the teeth when he's cracking Sean Bean's Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The teeth is good, man. I watched the movie twice, and both times I was, oh, just cringing, squinting. Was it was uh, yeah. fantastic. Actually, actually when, you, when you see Ava's, uh, like, you just pause here. Mm-hmm. You see, like, the glass uh, right in front of her head. I thought that was, like, gelatin. I was like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on, dude. <laughs> That's raspberry flavored. I know it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was my dessert last night. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. The eye is good, too. Those are good. Where's the teeth, man? Because the teeth is fucking cool. Oh, I called my dentist. I was crying. I was crying. 
Yeah. For our uh, Spotify listeners, we're just going over all the core. Yeah. They, they, they really did the violence good in this movie. Like. Really oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like. Um, <laughs> I like like isolated instances of really hardcore violence. I think that's like the best way to do it. Yeah. Well, you, you don't sensitize the viewer then, you know, you give them a shock each time. That's, yeah, exactly. That's brutal, this stuff. Getting the teeth Oh, out. man. But you know, later when he's at his, uh, like when he's uh, on his little side piece's apartment and he's watching the news, it's yeah. like, oh, Sean Bean survived. Uh, the fuck does yeah. this guy survive from this? He's got a oh, bar in his head, his eyeballs poked out. He's got, <laughs> this guy's a vegetable for sure. I mean, he didn't really attack any, like, um, like vital, like he, he hit him in the stomach, right? Yeah, well, he yeah. ripped the shit out of him with it, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a cast iron fucking pipe the guy's hitting him with. He eye out, and he stabbed him in the mouth. I, I feel like you could survive that, you know? I guess so, but, I mean, you'd be a fucking, you wouldn't be too much of a, I don't know, a big pusher after that. No, I mean, he wasn't yeah. a pusher, just someone else had to push him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. I love this. How, how did you think, though? I'm, I'm curious to how you felt about it, Lee, considering you like antiviral so much. And this is kind of a the production value is more, but maybe it's a different feel from it, and you don't have the the sentimental memories. How, how did you feel about this overall? Oh no, this is better. Better, but you right oh, yeah. better too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's just a better movie. There's just no way around it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just really is. I, I like. I think. Enjoy watching it as much. Oh, I enjoyed it more, dude. Okay, cool. It's just a better movie. I think I, I, I agree with what Dante said earlier. I like the concept of antiviral more, and I like the theme more. I think it's, it's not something that's done as often. Yeah. But this is, it's just a better movie. Mm-hmm. There's just no way around it. Yeah. It's way better written. It's better shot. It's better produced. Yeah. The if pacing. If antiviral was produced like this and done like this movie, antiviral would be a better movie than this. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah, for sure. I think um, we talked about when we were talking about antiviral, we talked about pacing, how weird the pacing was. Yeah. This movie has pacing on fucking lockdown. This is perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. They got it very right. Every 10, 15 minutes, there's a new moment that draws you back in if you're ever getting bored, you know? Yeah. And new- each new moment is more and more. Yeah. engaging it's like a steady ramp up it's nice it's really when that, good when that twist happens at the end of this scene i was jumping out of my seat yeah. when it's uh the other guy taking control of his uh will again and it's both of them kind of fighting each other i was going nuts when this i was going oh the device i thought this was the end of the movie when i was watching it the first time oh yeah and then the little twist i was boned up and ready to go for another 45 yeah <laughs> Fully wrecked. Fully wrecked. <laughs> I feel like they could have used the less lens flare kind of thing, you know? Yeah, but know. that's like the uh, yeah the thought world they're going into, I guess. No, but they could have done the thought world without having these like lens kind of so much flashing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so much flashing. Like, they could have done these flashbacks and all that, you know? Mm. That one right there might be my least favorite effect. Yes, that one I is legit. Just bad. Yeah, but I mean, even then, you don't mind it that much. It's kind of weird, freaky looking a bit. I mean, there it's kind of dumb, but it's fun enough. <laughs> yeah. I like these kind of flat backgrounds, just like two colors going, the black and red, and you get some yellow mm-hmm. flashing. That, that's a fun little 
that's a fun little uh, look. Yeah, this part. Ooh, there no, you I go. think I think if you stab yourself there, you're kind of like brain dead. I don't know. Well, he's a bit stupid after. Yeah, <laughs> say the least. Yeah. Well, he doesn't actually stab himself, right? Has a has a couple screws loose. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Here, this one. I think one of my problems with antiviral was that the world wasn't built around the movie. We're just kind of getting these kind of white black monochrome you see the flat background with the white this you have a yeah. bit of world here you have these cool it was cool expository shots too yeah there's a few really cool dutch angle yeah on just skyscrapers yeah. yeah and then the one i'm thinking i think is this scene too where the like it cuts to the third shot when you're supposed to go back to the subject you know and it still tilts back and then goes to him and it's tracking him that's a fun way to get into the scene from the expository shot like this one here yeah so yeah, still kind yeah, of turning. Is. We still have the motion. The cuts yeah. feel smooth, but uh, that's, that's actually like such a good point because, like, with with antiviral, like you mm. got no sense of any sort of like world building. You know exactly. It was like it room. was filmed in Toronto, but like yeah. in room. I thought, it, I thought it was London because of how drab it was. You know, yeah. <laughs> it didn't really feel like a place that I could like um, connect with. You know, like mm. in terms of setting. Yeah, this, this one definitely improved on it. But here, I was cued in in that opening scene when it's the uh, the first possessed girl, and she's in the elevator, and you see the skyline, and then everything's red, and you lose the sound. I was hooked right there, going, "Oh fuck, what world are we in now? What is this? Some hotel? What's going on? Who's this chubby you guy get, getting stabbed?" Just the settings of the rooms, you know, like there's a mm -hmm. lot of info to tell us, like, because obviously this is like not exactly our world, you know, it's not a yeah. representation of our world, you know, it's kind of set in the future. Well. Or like not really the future, but it's like an alternate, you know, yeah. like world where it's like all this stuff. But like, I still want to get a sense of how, like, what about this world is different other than the fact that they yeah, have this assassination techniques, you know. And mm. I feel like when 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 you're building your settings like that, that's the that's where you tell us what yeah. this world is like, you know. And even the scene where it's uh, the possessed guy and he's at work or something, we didn't need to see the work scene where he's talking about drapes and you meet the kid. Maybe you meet the character, Eddie, who comes back later, but you could have done that in a one thing. Oh, he's got a call from Eddie or something. You oh, to see. Oh, we're about to get flagged. <laughs> Just blur it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we didn't need to see the whole work scene. We didn't need to see the bathroom, him washing his hands or doing the, hey, pretty slow today. I know, asshole. Yeah. Girl. It's, yeah, it's like, definitely it's definitely a lot better than us just following the main character wherever he goes. Yeah, it's not really him interacting with the world, but just him being like, oh, 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 yeah. oh fuck, and he's limping everywhere. Like, and, really. <laughs> even those shots you're talking about, those kind of tracking, following shots where you're following the character in antiviral, they were so bulked out, so shallow. You just saw like his ponytail, and everything else was a blur. Here we're getting some scene here. You know, you have yeah, some yeah. This, that, fucking, this yeah. fucking building is so unique. I've never seen a building like this before. Yeah. Especially the outside's all green and shit. It's sick. Like a yeah. Lego. And mm -hmm. then you go inside. They're all wearing blue. And then you go inside and it's like steampunk-ish glasses. And they're yeah. like, you know, like um, kind of gaudy looking like workspace and they're standing. And, and then you have like uh, Place des Arts Metro over here, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's good. It's good world. Uh, it's good settings. It's good. Yeah good way to like interact with the world a bit you know like he's still kind of doing that flat background but at least here we have some depth in these mm -hmm. these backgrounds yeah too. We have definitely some feeling that there's something else going on other than just the guy's face on screen 
Yeah, I, I like the, uh, the the whole clinical monochrome look of antiviral. Yeah, but like the the way he approached it in this, it wasn't just color for the sake of adding color because people said his last movie was too white or whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like it genuinely feels like a lot of work and thought has been put into every single shot of this movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas antiviral felt like a lot of work and thought were put into three shots in the entire movie. Yeah. There are three sick shots, but right. Exactly. But yeah, you know, the rest of the movie is like, yeah. all right. Oh, my, my cat Mello is joining us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> film podcast. What's up Mello? But yeah, no, like antiviral, like the, the, the settings are very clinical, very white and black and stuff. Yeah. Because that's what the theme of the movie asked for. You know, it made sense yeah. cohesively with the theme, yeah. right? But the thing in, in antiviral, when they're outside of that medical context, like on the streets or wherever, it was still clinical. Yeah, so that's it. Yeah. The only time it wasn't was like in that weird... The house uh, mansion? How, no, yeah, not even before that. When he oh, goes, like, uh, ground basement of that guy. Yeah, that uh, weird club thing they went into. Like the 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 Twin Peaks room, the red <laughs> room. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here, it's yeah. nice we have some changes between scenes with the the pilot. Yeah, I agree, and even um, the uh, sex scene in the apartment. It's like nice and like it, all the uh, all the hallucinating. You might have to blur something again soon. Yeah. Um. But all the hallucinations that, that's a great are shot too. Even if it's just like a, a transition frame. The, yeah. Those colors are great. Like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like most of the hallucinations are like orange and uh, red, and then during the sex scene, it's a nice fucking complimentary blue and orange, super blown out. It's fucking. It looks really cool, and it's right in the middle. I don't know. It's nice. Don't rub the microphone, Melo. Come on. <laughs> I like movies like this too, where you're getting a bit of eyeball excitement, where it's not just you know masturbatory cuts and flashing and explosions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get some eye candy here. Yeah, you're still getting the candy, but you're getting it. Okay, this scene's blue. This one's fucking pastel. He's got an orange goggles on or something. You're getting switched up, or you're getting your eyeballs tickled that way instead of just cheap ways. Yeah. Uh, of course, Sean. You know it's fucking. Actually, you know what? I think Nick, what you're saying earlier about Sean Bean. Yeah. I think Cronenberg kept him alive for the meme. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my brother and I were joking about that when we watched the movie as well. I think he kept him alive because Sean Bean's supposed to die in fucking everything, and they kept him alive in this to be like, "Fuck you! You're not dying today." <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> These are those shots. I don't know if uh, I've talked to you about that one, but I think we were supposed to do it maybe a year ago or something. The movie uh, Lanay Dernier and Marion Bad. I think I yeah. that one. that's like a time kind of movie. You're going back and forth between time. And a lot of these, the shot you kind of just showed where the cameras, yeah, this one here, kind of moving, tracking, tilting down on the just the insert parts of the uh, or like the detail shots of the room and the building and the ceiling. That's like the entire movie of Marion Bad, and it's all in like these fancy kind of ballrooms and hotels and stuff. Very okay. similar in that way. It's cool. I don't know. The, um, the Even the camera movement in this movie compared to Antiviral is like on another level completely. Yeah. yeah. I don't know it's what he did for eight years, but 
<laughs> practiced. Black went you, to school, you, maybe. You listen. You listen to our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> hundred times over. <laughs> the podcast we did four months ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, this whole film was filmed in four months. Like that's how good our critique was of Andrew. Nice. Thought <laughs> of a lesson. <laughs> we'll get him on the podcast for the next episode. I oh, bet we could that. probably get him on, dude. You think? I bet we could. Let's write to him. I bet we could get him on to talk about the two movies. Be like, look, Brandon, we're four Montrealers. We're a big fan of your stuff. Love to have you on the podcast for your next film. <laughs> it would be great. I bet he'd say uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or his agent would say maybe. Yeah, that's it. We need, to find his, uh, we need to find his email or his agent or something. <laughs> find his house. We'll drive there. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's only six hours uh, away. Just Sudbury with, uh, <laughs> with, with, with a fireplace iron and like uh, nice. The, Lee, Lee, Lee will have a cane and uh, you'll get some long hair, you know. I love it. Yeah, I'll grow it back in like a, a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what, what, what is there anything you guys didn't like about this movie? That's a tough one. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I was just checking my notes now, and I think we've exhausted them all because I barely took any notes. It was just, oh, that scene's cool. Oh, that's a cool shot. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. So, I mean, technically, the movie straightforward rocks. You know, you got the fucking oh. dynamic shots. You got interesting angles. It's not all the same. It's not the formula. You're getting twists narratively every few beats, every 10 minutes or so. I mean, I was locked in on rewatch. I was still locked in just as much. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I, I quite I quite enjoyed the entire movie. What do you think, Lee? Um, yeah, I don't know either. I've never nothing ever. I think the ending mm. they kind of um lost me a bit. I didn't like the uh, the dialogue insert near the very end in this part where. Uh, this guy, what's his name? Tate, something Tate, Colin yeah. Tate. Colin, yeah. Colin. Yeah. Um, when he's talking to Voss's husband or boyfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's talking about parasites. Yeah. Entering I, your body and then entering yeah. your mind and giving you ideas. It's like, all right, don't explain the whole movie at the end. Come on. You know, <laughs> that that's the only thing that bothered me though. Because it, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it was preachy. Yeah. It was just like, Oh, in case you didn't get it, this is what my movie's about. Just needs it to you? Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, come on, dude. Have some faith in your audience. I know not many people got antiviral, but, yeah. well, you know. Thinking back, I think in the uh, pulsing therapy scene where uh, Eddie is talking to uh, Colin there in the hotel before the two uh, consciousness get fucked up. Yeah. Look at those shots I don't like. The angles of Eddie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's what I... That might be the only thing I can think. This angle? Uh, no, it's like right as he shows up or after he wakes up and he's like, whoa, 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 uh, I know uh, your boss. I was on the lifeline. I think it's around here when they cut into the, the kind of head and shoulder shot of Eddie. Somewhere around here. I think it might have been before that. But it's just kind of an ugly angle. There's a door oh, behind yeah. him and he's kind of standing in the... like. Okay. The, the headroom the wrong way, but I mean, two two shots in the whole movie out of three hundred, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. 
What about yourself? Dante, what, uh, feel like you were ramping up to something here. What didn't you like? Okay, so look, look, look. I know what you guys are thinking, right? Right. I like this movie a lot. I like almost everything about this movie, but there's like one or two or maybe three things that I personally felt like was like I would have done different. Okay. My biggest thing was I felt like the writing was a little inconsistent in terms of so we get the idea that like you know in the beginning that when she does these contract killings all she has to do is shoot shoot and kill right yes but she doesn't do that she she goes a bit gruesome you know yeah she lets her it out a bit and just like goes to town and stuff like that you know so that gives me the idea that she enjoys doing it that way you know Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know, no remorse. Like she, she's been fucked up, you know, which is interesting, which is good. But then, like, when she has a hard time killing herself when she's in those states, mm-hmm. I want to know why she's unable to control them anymore. I don't know, maybe the like the most uh, instinctual thing, like to not die. No, but no, but they 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 said like that they're the, that she's her star. She's done this many times, probably before in this world. Yeah. But why these two times does she mm-hmm. have a hard time offing herself in the in the thing? Yeah. So, like, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So but, so I like I like those I like that she has a hard time thinking about it, you know, or like mm-hmm. doing it and letting and and the other person's re- like resisting, you know. But the thing is, by the end of the movie, this this all culminates to the ending. This, this what I don't like is the ending. The ending portrays it so that, like, she has no remorse, like she doesn't care, you know? Yeah. So it's inconsistent because if she didn't care, why would she have a hard time getting the other person? Like, why why would she let the other person resist the off? You know? Yeah. Like, with, with the resistance of the of the suicide, that makes me feel like that she's letting go a bit, you know? Yeah, well, I think at the beginning when she's first getting debriefed there, uh, the boss kind of says like, oh, be careful. You don't want to like have too many ties with people because even the slightest little thing can bring you out of the moment for a second. So like she's going to see her family as these people that are possessed and she still has those threads of her own self in the person. So I think that's what was starting the friction, why she's not the, the star killer she is again. Yeah, but then if that's the case, why did she like, kill them so gruesomely yeah well i think that's the same thing at the beginning that same scene when the the boss is like oh we've been working so hard to get you to become what you are and we only have a few steps left so i think like the last step was to get rid of her family get rid of all ties and then she's you know the remorseless assassin at the end and with the butterfly there she's she has no empathy anymore for killing the butterfly so she's She's progressed to a. I feel like I feel like they could have developed this character a bit in terms yeah. of like in relation to that resistance of the suicide and the butterfly, you know. Because by the end of the movie, when she was asked to give the butterfly again, yeah, I thought that she was gonna be like have guilt. Like I thought she was gonna feel guilt mm. and develop that way and like kind of revert to her, from her assassin ways a bit. Yeah, because yeah, they did the opposite though. But mm. they did the opposite. Yeah. Uh, that's why we got Possessor Part Two coming out next summer. So, actually, <laughs> <laughs> not sure. No, I, he, there's like a, there's another version of the script that Cronenberg uh, said he might use some of the bits he didn't use into the next movie, but he didn't specify if it was going to be a sequel or not. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, like, do you guys know? Do you guys get what I'm? What I'm trying to put? Yeah, there? I do get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, there, there are certainly some elements they didn't explore enough. Um, I they think explored enough. It's just that it's kind of contradictory. I find you know, or like, yeah, kind of makes the movie a bit bored. Like, but by, by the time you're done, it it's like, okay. Well, the first time, the first time we see it. I was under the impression that she was reluctant to commit suicide, not because the other person was gaining control again, but because she like likes being in someone else's body. Okay. She like, she doesn't, you know, she kind of likes being someone else more than she likes being herself. So yeah, she tries to stay in that body as long as possible. And that's when they yeah, start to see, regain did control. They, did they tell us that though? No. You kind of see it in the well, set. kind of yeah. When she goes to see her family, you get the sense that she spends like what one night with her family. Yeah, and she's already sick of them. Yeah, you kind of get the sense that she fucking hates her life. But then, the, the, but then, like that—that's a very valid point. But then it's like I feel like they were regaining control because with Colin, he actually regained control and, and spiked the thing out of him. You know? Yeah, but they—they they also say when he when she's being prepped for the Colin Tate mission. They say, like, your connection will weaken after five days, so you have to kill him. You have to do the assassination at the party. That's the last day you'll be solid in the body. Mm -hmm. They do explain that. So the the fact that she waits an entire day, it it does make sense that he gains control. Yeah. But to your your point, Dante, I think there could have been more clues to this kind of character progression. Is like you kind of have it at the beginning, at the very end, and the whole middle is just like, okay, is her identity kind of compromised? Who does she has false memories? Mm. What's going on? Like those are the only clues, yeah. but they're not really like, okay, she's a sociopath now, you know, cold blooded. There's no like big plot points that kind of happen to. Yeah, I just want to know. I just want to know exactly how how she develops. You know, like yeah, yeah. But that's what, like uh, like I think you guys have it down more than me there, like saucing that I didn't a bit, but like. I don't know. I just, I just felt like, you know, like I thought that when the ending came and she's like, she has no more remorse. I feel mm-hmm. like, no, oh, they could have done better with that. Like they could have. Yes. Like, yeah. Like, like with the no remorse, with what you guys are saying. Oh, who the hell is calling me? <laughs> is it Brandon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> came to explain the movie. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Sorry, guys. Um. Yeah, but even then, when. Uh, what's the Colin uh, Tate there when he goes to the lady he's having the affair with his house he has a little slip between the two consciousnesses and he goes oh I want to move back in with Michael or something yeah so even like three quarters through the movie or four fifths through the movie we're we still assume that uh, Tassia Voss is in love with her husband and still kind of want to make things work and then in those last 15 minutes that kind of switch happens that you were talking about Dante where she she has no empathy at the end. That might be too short of a time to build that kind of progression. Well, yeah, it, it does feel no, it, it does feel like the the film is is ramping up towards her leaving this job in some capacity. Yeah, I was I was expecting her to like um like almost kill her boss or something. Yeah, to like I'll, get I'll out of this. Just cr- when she gets the butterfly and to cry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Even that would have been enough. Yeah, you're right. Just thing, yeah. Thing, with what you guys are saying about her like enjoying being in other people's lives, mm-hmm. if that's the case, and she has no, 
with the ending, I feel like they could have shown that she has no remorse anymore, or she's telling them that she has no remorse anymore, mm. in order to keep doing the job because she likes. Right. Her. Yes. Yeah. It's either I wanted either that, yeah. or her uh, retracting and and having remorse and being feeling guilty because of the butterfly. I want the butterfly to tell me either whether she enjoys the job a lot and she wants to get rid of remorse in order to enjoy other people's lives, mm-hmm. or to you know, or if she's going to retract in that way, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's my biggest gripe about the movie. Other than that, I don't have any problems with this movie. Mm. Um, Sorry. uh, uh, Other than that, it's like, I feel like the movie was sponsored by a vape company. You know, everyone's (laughs) vaping in the movie, you know? Yeah, I noticed that too. It's supposed Uh, to be Toronto, come on. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think the vaping thing... Yeah, is a metaphor. I don't know. Like, not, maybe not a metaphor, but it's like a, a hint towards um, some like sub theme. <laughs> like what, bro? You vape or what? No, but I think uh, like uh, I mean, there's a few themes that I was able to notice right off the bat. One of them is obviously just the how life is a performance, right? Mm-hmm. You're influenced by all these outside factors, and so you you play a part until eventually you either become that part or you find a part that is true to yourself kind of thing. Like that's just part of life. Like antiviral. <laughs> no, but no, but it makes sense. I'm just saying that's like, I think that's a theme that Cronenberg likes a lot, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's that, right. Cause she's, she's occupying these people's bodies and playing out their lives and she likes holding on to different parts of different people. And that's, you know, ultimately a good, stand in for how life goes right yeah um but then there's also the the possession aspect and the influence aspect and the fact that the the role you play and the performance you put on oftentimes isn't really up to you it's either your environment which will influence you subconsciously to act a certain way or it's um i think technology which is what is a is a uh, a large part of this movie and i think that's where the vape thing comes in it's like it's a comment on addiction but it's also a comment on how you know the more people do something around you the more you're likely to do it just subconscious peer pressure i guess yeah. and how something as simple as seeing your friend vape every day can like the idea of vaping will insert itself into your mind and then you'll start doing it kind of thing yeah but vaping as an ex vapor <laughs> Uh, you can have vape juice with no nicotine in it. No, like- I know, yeah. But even that's that's even more to the point, right? Because then it's like you're just vaping for looks, just for the sake of vaping. And like, where'd that idea come from, right? That idea came from. Yeah, but then Sean Bean also vapes. Bro, everybody vapes. That's the point, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the point. That's that's what that's what it is. It's it's performance. When you perform something so often, it becomes a part of you. Yeah. And then there's also like the the surveillance part, right? His job is literally to spy on people. Yeah. For targeted advertisement. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty obvious yeah. um, theme. Yeah. And the, the influence of technology and how, you know, uh, focused advertising can like almost yeah, subconsciously like force you to buy something. You think like voyeurism is um is a theme of this movie? Sure. I think uh, the other way around. I think 
exhibition. Like, I think it, it's more about the exhibition. It's more that we're always on exhibit. Okay. Less so that there's always a voyeur, more so that we're always performing. We're always uh, on exhibit. Yeah, I think that's like, more what it is. They're always performing, but like these guys know like one sex position, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like like an abusive husband in, in the forties, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I wrote in my notes, I was like, Cronenberg, just remember, change positions often, all right? <laughs> Yeah, that's why I don't like the end. That's why I don't like when the the dude's like talking about parasites and shit. Because it's like, yeah, I mean, I got it. You don't need to explain it. <laughs> there's a there's a Korean movie that does that does that explanation a lot better. What movie? Nighthawks. Parasite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um. But it's also, it's, <laughs> um, it's just interesting. Like, I don't know, that last bit is interesting because um, I know like there's a lot of, I get why that's in there and what he was trying to do. So I feel like he, he had an idea about like actual biological possession. How like, um, like, you know, there's been a lot of research lately about how your like microbiome in your stomach like the bacteria can affect your your mood and your personality. Yeah, I listen to Joe Rogan. <laughs> Does he talk about that? I guess it sounds like something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, like, it, it feels like that's kind of maybe where the root of this idea came from. Mm-hmm. And then the movie took a completely different direction, but he still liked that idea. So he just tossed some fucking dialogue about parasites in there. Well, it seems like it has a similar starting point to antiviral too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I because I, I remember um, reading early on when this when this movie premiered at Sundance. I think it was Sundance. Sundance is in January, right? It's at the beginning of the year. Something yeah, like that. I, I, I read that it was in Sundance. Okay, cool. So I, I think when it came out at Sundance, someone asked him what the movie was about, and he said he wrote it while doing his press tour for Antiviral, and uh, it was mainly about. Like the idea came from doing the press tour about how like everyone on this tour is just vaping outside of the book. <laughs> like everyone's outside of the cinema like yo Cronenberg, you want some <laughs> Yeah, you wanna rip a fat cloud? <laughs> Let's go, boy. Let's go. Um, no, but something about like uh like doing the same interview over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it became like almost like so repetitive that he was just reading lines yeah. from a script, but it was just an interview. Like that, like that whole performance aspect. I can't wait till he does that on our show. <laughs> but yeah, I don't do you, know. Do you think? Um, do you think you know what his little monologue about the parasites in this movie? Do you think he says that? Do you think he put that in here because he doesn't trust his audience to get it, or do you think he does that because he wants the meaning to be accessible to people that can't read films like people like us can? Is there a difference? It it almost seems like this was like the treaties for the movie. Like, you know, he wrote this as the abstract and then went, okay, I can build on this or something. I'll throw it in at the end of the movie. (laughs) He liked liked his abstract so much and how he wrote it that he put it in the movie. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, fuck, that's some strong writing. (laughs) Um, I think it felt more like he didn't trust his audience. Okay. Because it's not... um, 
it's not overly obvious, but it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? Why are you talking about parasites? There's no parasite in this movie. <laughs> That's kind of weird for a monologue too, out of nowhere, when the whole thing's kind of dialogue of just yeah. like, you go in the corner, fuck you. Hey, you bitch. Like that's the <laughs> dialogue. Where's yeah, the, no, it was weird. Where's Kim Sun Park? Where is he? <laughs> so. But yeah. That, that's pretty much all I have in terms of uh, negative feedback for this movie. Other than that, I think it was... Oh, also, actually, one big problem I had, it, it kind of went away towards more towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the beginning movie, like with shots like this, like uh, yeah. very stationary shots, yeah. there's a, a lot of handheld. Yeah, shaking around a bit. There's a lot of handheld. And I understand yeah. that's, a, that's like a gruesome horror, like in the, in, the, in, the, in the vernacular of horror kind of movie where handheld yeah. is like a thing. But I feel like... He used it way, he used handheld way, too, it was like almost every shot at the beginning of the movie that was handheld. Yeah, I, yeah. And I, 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 it really threw me off guard. That's the kind of, that's a modern thing too, or like a contemporary thing, you know, even if it's like a static shot, you have to add some kind of movement, some something dynamic, let's shake it around a bit, but. Yeah, but I feel like you gotta like do a lot of handheld, then break it up with like a, with a static, you know? Yeah. Well, I would have preferred if, yeah, I would have preferred if all these were static. I don't really like handheld. Like here, here, I feel like this shot could have been could have been done like a like a Wes Anderson, you know, mm-hmm. perfectly centered. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, you're right. It's kind of weird now. He's kind of tilting it, also like angling it this way. You get the I don't know. The horizon's a bit fucked. Like he could have it angled, but have it centered and and not shaky. You know, you can still do other stuff. It doesn't have to be super Wes Anderson, but like yeah, yeah. Like even like this, I would have liked a boom and then a boom and then a boom. You know, like yeah. not like a. That would have been better. Yeah, that would have been. I better. agree. I, like scenes like this, especially where there's no, I don't know, it's it's not serving any purpose here. No. Yeah. It's like it's not yeah, giving us a perspective because no, they're alone in the room. There's no. Yeah. Because especially like the thing is, I'm sure you guys know, like when you do shaky shots, handheld shaky shots, low key, it's to give a sense of anxiety. You know. Right. You know. Less stability. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But That's here, it. there's nothing to be anxious about. You know. Hmm. Just a normal scene of them talking. You're not really talking about anything that's nuts, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. And also, like, uh, a couple, like, a lot of, especially in the beginning, a lot of shots were, like, on thirds, like, with the subject on the third. Yeah. Yeah. But the subject was kind of, like, not exactly on the third. It was kind of, like, on the right of the third. But that's really not a big deal, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But thing. if it's handheld, you can kind of get away with that, where it's yeah, not exactly. perfect. You go, oh, fuck, the guy's walking around. He had a bad shoulder that day. Like he does this shot like amazing. This is one of my favorite shots of the whole movie. This part where she, especially when they, when they bring it back and it's just her small in the middle. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like a perfect like uh, center like shot, you know, it's like a really good shot this one. But I'm just like, why couldn't they have done this? Cause like I said, with antiviral, mm-hmm. it doesn't take a lot of work for them to just move the camera for that desk shot earlier to make it like this, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't take a lot of money to do that. All he has to do is move the camera and change it. So I don't know why he couldn't have done that one like this one. And it would have improved the movie a lot, you know? Yeah, I think so. Well, not a lot, but like, it's just a small thing that like, I feel like he did it here. Why not there? You know? Yeah. I think also what I, what I find weird about the handheld is like, it, it adds a lot of subjectivity to the shot. Yeah. When it's done right. Cause he's not choosing subjective angles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's choosing objective angles and shooting them subjectively. So it just, it, it, it's just doesn't really do much mm-hmm. apart from add some shape, you know? Yeah. 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 I can definitely agree with that. 
I watched this movie with a mutual friend of ours, and he said uh, he doesn't like horror movies because they're just weird angles. Or he doesn't like a movie like this because it's just weird angles or like just atmosphere kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's my favorite, I think. Good. Yeah, same. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't want to watch a movie that's just fucking bing, bang, boom, nice and flat the whole time. Yeah, I want, if, especially especially horror movies, I want them to experiment with the angles that they can do, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. It's like the freest genre to do freaky stuff, you know? You can do whatever you want. You're like, oh, I'm trying to freak out the audience, you know? I'm trying to do this, do that. Mm-hmm. You can get away with it with a horror movie. I wouldn't really I call would, it a horror movie, though. You know what would be interesting? Like No. <laughs> well, like, I, like... Because I don't really consider this a horror movie. You know, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I agree. A psychological thriller? Yeah. But the thing is, what, what I would think would, be, think would be super interesting is that if, the, if, if there was a genre of movie just called violence. Yeah. No, but not, not in like, because like, John Wick is violent, but that's like an action movie. I mean, like a genre of film called violence because the main subject, the main theme they're getting at is like things that have to do with the idea of violence. You know, I feel like that mm-hmm. this movie would be like the first in that genre. Like porn, but just be people beating each other up. But it's violent. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. But like more like deep than that, you know, like not just ooga booga. No, oh, well, I don't know what kind of porn you're watching. <laughs> watching video. You know they get. Uh, they get pretty deep in my porn. <laughs> <laughs> you just see the, the the Jules Jordan kink fucking castle come up. <laughs> so leave much. Favorite shot? Ooh. Is it about that time? I think it's about that time. Anyone else have anything to say before we move on? Oh, I think I'm pretty well good. Fun movie. I liked it. Nice shots. Yeah, I liked it too. I'm excited for the next Cronenberg movie. The next one's probably going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully it. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the podcast again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make it better. Hopefully it improves just as much without taking eight years. Yeah, but then I don't know. We have the expectation now. This one's good. You know, we're expecting another jump up. I True. think it be disappointing. I think the third one might be the fart, and then maybe a fourth is okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Who knows? Do you think he's peaked? I hope not. I don't think he's peaked. Second movie, no. that'd suck. Yeah. I mean, this was banger, this movie. I loved it. Yeah, this was really good. I agree. All right, favorite shot. Yeah, Dante, what do you think? Um, I have this one mm-hmm. uh, as one of them. Yeah, the one where she's standing in front of her house down that weird like back alleyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Um, another one I have, if you go to 5502. Nice. Is that 50? No, I went way too far. It's, yeah, it's before you kill Sean Bean. Okay. Yeah, right after this, when it's really dark. Yeah, so they're, they're in oh, Sean Bean's dark mansion dark. or whatever. Right yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a great cool. shot. Yeah, that's a great Yeah, shot. that is and a great shot. Another one that's really low-key, you have to go to the beginning... Right before the the black chick enters the room where all the people are. Okay. Yeah, keep going, keep going. Yeah. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait, just keep playing from here. 
Okay. So it's still doing the opening credits, Dan. Shout out to Ontario Creative. Spot. I think it's. I think it's. This right room here. is insane. Right here, this shot right here. Oh yeah, interesting. This shot. So check this out, right? Yeah. Black of the background blends in perfectly with hair. Huh? Yeah. This shot, when I was watching the movie for the first time, this shot was the only clue I had to what's going on before she she got killed by the police and and the the fucking woman got pulled like the main character oh cool yeah yeah yeah. i know what you mean do you see what do you see do you see it yeah 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 because it's like it's like her hair is attached to her head and it's like like this shot tells me that this is not her right yeah it's like there's something in the back of her head yeah like that's where the yeah 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 cool that's a cool reading yeah it is. And it's, it's interesting, too, because I think this is probably the first close-up shot that anyone picks as their favorite. Mm-hmm. I, I generally i am not crazy about close-ups. No. Yeah, like, conceptually, that's my favorite shot, but aesthetically, the other two are definitely... Um... Yeah, very cool. What about yourself, Lee? Uh, I think near the end, this shot... That's cool. I think it's I just, like... Art. <laughs> I like this. Uh, I like that shot a lot. Um, they pulled out Sasuke Naruto with this shot. <laughs> Apart from that, probably the uh, hallucination stuff. I think that shot you just scrubbed through where it was Eddie was the one I was talking about before that was ugly. Oh, okay. So for the audience, if you want to freeze on that frame, that's a cool shot too through the, the glass in the bathroom. I like all of these shots too. There's actually oh. one. Oh. Do you want if I oh. do it for a second? Oh. Yeah, of course. Go ahead. Uh, when we were talking about things we didn't like, in that one yeah. shot there where it's the, uh, yeah, this could just kind of profile shot of the, the possessor lying down. The shot before it is a shot uh, dollying back or zooming out from her ear through a hole in it. And then it cuts to that shot. But the axis is flipped, like we're on the other side of it. Yes. Like, yeah. Blue velvet. Hey, shit! All comes hey. back. Is yeah. It, is yeah. It, yeah. Okay. It's a Cronenberg Sutherland universe. <laughs> <laughs> universe over here. That's how we pick all the movies. <laughs> um, there's another shot where they're in that that room. Okay. That guy had no ass. Also. Um, <laughs> That's Cronenberg himself. They're in that room, but uh, what's her name? Her boss is talking to her. Okay. And she's lying on a chair. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like a lounger next to the machine? Yeah, exactly. That shot's one of my favorites as well, Mm -hmm. if I can find it. I don't think I'll be able to. Is it near here? I think it might have been midway through the movie. Oh, maybe there somewhere? No, I think you're right. I think it's more near the mid. I'm trying to avoid the middle because of the sex scene. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it is near the middle because I think it's when it's like one of the first times she starts seeing spots because her neurological connection to her host is like lagging or whatever. Yeah. Oh, is that what she was kind of grabbing with her fingers? It was just kind of weird little glitches, or what was that? I assume, yeah. I assume it was just weird little glitches. Yeah. 
Okay, I don't think I'm going to find it. Nice bathroom shot, though. That's fun, that little wide shot in the kitchen, too, where you see the, the closed-circuit TV on the fucking ceiling. This? Yeah, fun enough. But uh, what's your favorite shot, Nick? I like at the beginning when she's first getting the job offer or she's first getting uh, briefed on the contract and uh, her boss kind of shows her uh, like a PowerPoint uh, presentation of what uh, she did in the stabbing and it's the just a big flat blood on the background. They're walking up kind of silhouetted. Mm-hmm. That was a fun, fun shot. Real, real Batman. Yeah, but that's another shot, like you were saying, where... Like this this scene? this. Uh... Yeah, I think it's around here, or before that at the beginning, when it's just uh, blood on the wall, like the whole screen is just blood. Yeah, when she shows him the, the lawyer's body. Yeah, but uh, like uh, okay. Dante, that, that shot like that, a whole scene like that would have been much better if it was on a fucking tripod locked down, and maybe even a bit wider, just a touch wider so we get the chairs, because I think the chairs are cut off a bit on either end of the screen. So if we could get a bit more. Oh, but oh wait, we forgot to talk about this fucking scene though. This is yeah, the wax scene is cool. The, the best yeah. part of the whole movie. <laughs> That's like, when she's getting sent into was, the body. Yeah. I saw this and I'm fully wrecked. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this movie's way fucking better than Anthony Battle after this scene. Yeah. yeah, this this shit's so yeah, fucking cool. It was so ghost in the shell. I loved it. <laughs> Oh, man. And even those, like, prism lens shots, too, where it's just kaleidoscopes of close-ups with just the kind of one-color blasting. That's fun, and you're going into her throat or something there. Yeah. The scene was very anime. Very yeah, anime. very, yes. Well, yeah. It's, it's nice to see images that look like they could have been computer-generated, but then are, like, yeah. you know, real. Mm-hmm. I want to, I wanna, uh, like, later on, I want to edit uh, this scene and put, like, a... Uh, the Sailor Moon transformation song. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this scene was fucking amazing. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm getting an eight minute warning here. Yeah, me too. So we'll, uh, anyways, I, uh, well, Lee, what was your favorite shot then? Um, well, we have eight minutes, you know. I can't find it, man. But what was it? Just so that you know. Me, me, it's it's the one where her boss is lounging next to her body while she's possessing the dude, and they're she, oh, she's just the, chatting. The end, though. Oh, is it right here? Is it near the end? Wait, is it the one where she's also? Uh, no, it's like this. No, she's not plugged in. It's like this, but you have you have it shot from uh, behind her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the where she's turned, looking. Yeah, at her. exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't remember where that was. Well, I mean, uh, for the the viewers, we can uh, throw I think, it in the screenshot I think it or something. After um, when Colin has a breakdown at work, and she's talking to um, Colin, and Colin's talking back to her. Oh. Like much earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then let me try and find it. Nick, you might have to blur out if we get the sex scene when he's at work. Yeah, no problem. I, uh, 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's cool. That's a great shot. I don't know what it is about it, but I just find it uh, very pretty. Got yeah. in the background, too. Yeah. Little fucker. Review time. Yeah, let's let's get right on into some reviews. Yeah. Uh, what what what, are, what is uh what's everyone's prediction? What are the predictions for this I bad think, boy? I think people are gonna like it. I think there's a fun movie and like it's not too, you know, out there. It's pretty easy to understand. The shots are cool. I think it's gonna be high average. Three point seven, not bad. Three point seven is not bad. I wonder what. Uh, let's check antivirals. Three point two. Ooh, interesting. So that's pretty on par. Yeah. I like how Lee, you have a rated five stars. <laughs> yeah, hey. But you know what? The, the the most common rating for this is four, as opposed to the three from the last one. Ah. So that's that's good. Uh, analytics. Yeah, there you go. All right. With the Let's word- read some dog shit ones first, eh? Yeah, pretty well. It's fun. Never watched this movie around your parents. LMFAO. Haha, <laughs> my parents hate body snatching technology movies. Give <laughs> them PTSD. Yeah, yeah, too bad. Really yeah, I would. Uh, well, okay, let's cut this person some slack. They might be pretty young. <laughs> and um, the, the sex stuff might make them uncomfortable. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, uh, David Bowie's pretty horny in the labyrinth. Well, they if cars loves loves cars, so uh, that's true. And Madagascar, and Madagascar. I love I mean, this movie. I don't care. It made me cry of laughter. There you go. Well, never mind then, Allie. <sighs> Worst film I've seen all year. Ed Smith. Now we have to see what this guy's seen the rest right. of the year. What, what have you been up to? Oh, he likes Good Time. No, that's a fun one. Good Time is a fun one. Haven't okay. seen it, but you've told me it's a fun one. I won't, anytime I'm hanging out with someone, I'm like, oh, you want to watch a movie? I always put this one on. Good time? I've seen it like five times. It's a good time. <laughs> what was that, Dante? Uh, Hada Kitty. Yeah. Kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this guy's movies and tastes aren't that bad, though. Oh, here we go. The Long Good Friday. The, fi- the best film I've seen all year. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this guy watches a lot of fucking movies, man. At least this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the personal history of David Copperfield. <laughs> He's watching quality stuff, this guy. Hey, there you go. He liked it, too. Fuck, he loved it. Uh, I don't know why you didn't like uh, Possessor. That, so yeah. yeah, I don't know either. Three and a half for Borat, the subsequent film. <laughs> no way. This guy's an idiot. Here we go. Here's a chunky one. This movie was absolutely dreadful. There is absolutely no plot whatsoever. Nothing is immersive or intriguing about this movie, and the plot makes absolutely no sense. This random chick who we have no idea who she is or why she works at some weird mind control assassination agency, plus it makes absolutely zero sense to have someone take control of someone's mind for three days and play the role of that person as opposed to just entering their body at the time you need to kill them. I would rather eat my cat's most liquid rancid shit than watch a movie as bad as this one again. Rating, I'm embarrassed that the human race allowed this movie to be made. One Jesus life. Christ. I, I, that, sounded like, that sounded like a, like a 40s like announcer. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jimmy. I mean, I was not expecting anyone to say the movie didn't make sense. Yeah, well, 
it seemed they, they handed you the ending too, the part you didn't like where he explains the whole kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, it's right in your face. But even that, the plot is like one point, one plus one is two. It's not the, yeah. but how the only you, confusing part is like the hallucinations, but even that, you know, mm-hmm. chalk it up as a hallucination and move on. There was one thing that someone said to me that took me aback. He was going, oh, you ever watch movies and you're just like, that's like a pretty, like a pretty picture, you know? You think of that when you see them? I'm like, wasn't that the fucking point of the movie, you know? <laughs> like, the person didn't know, that there was nothing, it was just entertainment kind of thing for them, you know? There was, there, right. was no, there was nothing there for it. So maybe this person doesn't enjoy images or things like that? Yeah, maybe. I, I, what I find interesting is, is it makes zero sense to have someone take control of someone's mind for three days and play the role of that person as opposed to just entering their body at the time you need to kill them. But these people oh. need to, they need to kidnap the body yeah. Have them unconscious for an extended amount of time. Yeah, well, insert like five hours. Yeah. So he was obviously just not paying attention. But I do agree that, like, you know, they could take control of the body, let him be free. But when the time comes that they need to do the assassination, they could just take control for a couple minutes and boom, boom, and then get out, you know? But I think she needs time to adjust as well, though, into that body, doesn't she? That well, be- it, was more, it was more like they were, she was doing recon, you know? Yeah. Well, they also said, too, for it to be believable that she had to, like, he had to, like, relapse on drugs and go a little crazy a couple days beforehand, so it was believable. Actually, I forgot to mention that. Off that point that you just said, that to make it believable, or, like, to give more of a motive, you know? Yeah. The thing is, if he kills, if he actually successfully killed himself, Mm. his autopsy would find the thing yeah and it'd be revealed that it's like okay that's an assassination yeah that's a good point unless the agency gets a hold of the body before like the public or like the government or whatever like the hospitals Mm -hmm. can then that's also a thing like they they would find that the the little insert that he has in his brain yeah that, and it would be like, okay, this guy is this agency, you know, they, they had someone to control of them for this. So it kind of moved to the point of the of the of the recon and like Yeah. You know, all that. I mean, maybe that's the point of having her shoot herself in the brain is to destroy the chip at the same time. Yeah, maybe. But she goes like this. It's not like she goes like that, you know. Yeah, true. And there's no way she can fucking aim from here. Yeah, but, she's it's like uh, Or and she did this. Like, that's a weird angle, man. Like, straight, that's just going to blow straight through. It won't even kill you, fuck. Well, that's going to that's gonna injure your spinal cord, if anything, you know? Yeah. Got to really Cobain it, like. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. Uh, totally devoid of logic, plot, or character. Wow, this devoid, this plot thing is surprising me. Mm-hmm. He goes on to say that this movie also overlooks so many small details. It's baffling. A car from the 1950s in a futuristic sci-fi movie. What vintage cars don't exist in the future? Yeah, I thought this was also supposed to be like 2020. Yeah, it didn't seem that futuristic to me. No, like there was one killing that took place 2008. Yeah, yeah. But I why mean, would you put a hitman in a body for multiple days? Okay, a lot of people are having this this multiple <laughs> day thing. It doesn't make sense yeah. when people start to catch on to the murderers that always end up in suicide gunshot through the mouth. Well, what about the payment well, to the hitman company, etc.? Okay, well, the payment to the Hitman company they covered yeah. in the movie. They explain it. Nothing in this movie makes sense. There's a lot of potential, 
but it squanders all of it. Rating terrible. This this whole rating colon thing. Yeah, a little funny. Um, I feel like they watched the movie together. Seventeenth of November, twenty twenty. Oh, they did. I bet. I think they watched Bugger. it together. Two buggers watching it. Yeah. And they both have cat pictures, kind of. Yeah, it's the same person, I think, actually. Jeff and Evan Stock. I've decided Jeff is a fake account. Evan Stock. Or maybe Evan's a fake account. It's a stock account, fuck. This is we we caught on to the fucking. Yeah, he both, he both has cats as his profile too. With the yeah, that's it, dude. That's the same fucking person. <laughs> what a loser! <laughs> what a loser! He's review bombing fucking Brandon Cronenberg, the bastard. Oh That's way too long. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, are these guys the same people too? Fuck. That would be fucking funny. Not different days. <laughs> Look for more cat fucking profile pictures. We'll catch. Yeah. Them. <laughs> We're gonna catch them. Give me one to review. I want to do the David Lynch impression. Uh, here, do this one. Okay, scroll down a bit. So I can see it. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Okay. No! Fuck this movie! What promise? It started out with then with and then we witnessed the full-on collapse in excruciating meandering fashion. I feel Cronenberg Jr.'s sole purpose of this movie is to go, hey David, look how many people I can brutally butcher in two hours. Again. Fuck this movie. <laughs> the only good part is the orange background on the title card and credits. Nice. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's fucking funny. The I love that the, the fucking the flat delivery is honestly perfect. It's so funny. It's it's really no, good. No, no, nothing beats nothing beats last week with the dune. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm um, you guys put out that episode just so I can listen to how I did that again. So funny. What promise it started out with and then witnessed a full-on collapse in a sushi manner fashion? Uh, I mean, the, the the beginning was good. At least we can all agree on that. But I think it amplified throughout. I thought it get I thought it got better and better throughout. Yeah, me too. I mean, he only butchers like four people. He's like, hey, David, yeah. how many people get? He butchers two people. Yeah. And at the end, he butchers two other people. Like, and it's yeah. Like, you know, it's not that many. You know. That's what I was gonna say too. And like you, you mentioned John Wick earlier. How many people fucking get their brains blown out in John Wick? Oh, a thousand. That's it. In Montreal, too. Yeah, fun enough. You see St. Catherine in the beginning. Yeah. True. Plus is, you know, plus is on Metro, too, huh? We see oh, yeah. Plus is in two violent movies today. <laughs> I'm going to take note. <laughs> Just too weird for me. Seems Junior is going for the same route as Daddy, artsy, fartsy, violent films. I only like a couple of Senior's films, and so far, none of Junior's. Um Okay, well, at least he's just saying it's too weird for him. Like, he's not the... His own he's acknowledging that this is a completely subjective review. Right, yeah, that's it. Teach their own. What about also you? funny, everyone calls him Junior. Yeah. <laughs> I'm my old person! <laughs> <laughs> I, like how, I like how a lot of his movies are about identity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. He's completely following in the, in the shadow of his dad, like, 100%. You know, it's not like... Uh, I mean, growing up, rom com like next movie, just yeah, that's it. That would be funny as hell. But I mean, it must be hard growing up on set. Yeah, like that's his whole childhood is those movies. I bet he loves them. I bet he thinks they fucking rule. No, yeah, for sure. But he's like under like all his movies 
themes are about like this uh, loosely about this like kind of topic and but like he's like he's have his own identity he's his dad yeah. you know he's just a junior you know i uh, i like the review at the bottom of the screen now half star at least the main guy was hot nice there you go <laughs> thanks I like caleb guy, uh, i like this guy walked out halfway through where'd you walk out of your fucking bedroom dude <laughs> <laughs> I turned my phone off halfway through. <laughs> yeah. If you want an epileptic attack and to hate David Cronenberg's son, go watch this most pretentious. Hey, film that's the word of the day. There you go. Hey. There you go. It's it's like literally not as pretentious as antiviral. Oh, nowhere close. Nowhere close. What's this person like? Go check out this guy's profile. Celluloid. Well, with a name like celluloid, though, that's also kind of pretentious to start with. Hey, whoa, this is a Quebec movie. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, do we yeah. know? Does she go to hey, from Montreal. Oh, let's what see What the there. fuck? Did I go to class with her? Maybe she went to Concordia. Do you recognize that? Not, no, no. What's that in the back? Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, wait, pop on her Vimeo for a second. <laughs> <laughs> pop on her Vimeo for a second. Pop on her Vimeo, yeah. Okay. She's here walking in Outremont or something. And that would be funny. Yeah. Oh, oh. doesn't exist. Ooh, she knew we were coming, dude. It's a secret only, fans. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, what has she seen, though? Long shot, definitely, maybe. Shape of Water. She gave Shape of Water three stars. That's fucked. How did she give Jumanji the next level two and a half stars and possess her half a star? <laughs> what the fuck? Questionable editing. <laughs> Interesting. Like, that's I don't like think the that worst. was their concern. Like, yeah. the if anything, the editing in that in a movie like that's going to be amazing. You know, it's a, so you're like, fuck, you have to movie. save this garbage movie. At least get a good editor. Okay, well, at least she doesn't like pretentious movies. I thought she was going to just have like Tarkovsky and like. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, but these are kind of BS movies: Parasite, Joker, Django. You know, did you, say, did you just say Parasite's a BS movie? No, but it's like uh, you know, everyone goes, "Oh, I love that movie." I'm cultured. I watched one fucking yeah. horror okay, movie. Okay, yeah, but but you know, Parasite's an amazing movie. That's definitely a five star movie. Sure. Yeah, but I'm yeah, it is. It's good. The top of this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, about time. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good fucking movie. You guys see that movie? I think no. I might have seen that movie. <laughs> I like that movie. That's a good Hot, movie. Hot Fuzz is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Yeah, Hot Fuzz. Edgar Wright's fucking. I like him. I, I've seen I've seen all three Cornello trilogies uh, at the Fantasia Film Festival premiere. Oh no way! Yeah, that's pretty even, sick. Even Shaun of the Dead, I was like ten years old or something. That's pretty fucking sick. Yeah, that's cool. I used to have I have uh, I used to have coasters for all of them. I lost them. Uh, I got from the premieres. I also asked Ned Frost a question. Really? Yeah, I forgot what it was. <laughs> I was high as fuck. <laughs> it, was the, it was at the World Gen premiere at Fantasia. Nice. Wait, what'd you call him? What? What'd you call him? What, what name did you say? Nick Frost. Okay, I heard Ned Frost. Yeah, I think you said Ned, Ned Frost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's Nick Frost is part of the, the Cronenberg. Uh, hey, there you go. Island, uh, yeah, yeah. First cousin. <laughs> if I see one more titty or one more head being bashed in, I swear to God, this movie is straight dog shit. I don't even know what else to say. Sophie then ridden doesn't like titties. No. I mean, I watched a movie with my girlfriend a second time. She loved the part when the guy was checking out his dick. She was like, oh, that's what I would do if I was in the guy's body. Oh, that's what I would do if I was in anybody's body. First yeah. thing, you check out the package. Oh. Yeah, of course. No? <laughs> well, what am I working with here? <laughs> <laughs> we got Sukabliet on top over here. Yep. 
<laughs> what are these good reviews looking like? These I don't, these are stupid. These bad ones. These are people who like fucking. Yeah, it feels like people, uh, like they're just watching out of genre or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Vaping the movie five stars. <laughs> nice. There it is. Right here. There you go, baby. Uh, intense. Cloud with me, baby. <laughs> that one's too long. Loved it. Really creepy, bizarre, robotic, whatever. A rewatch really let me come to what I think. What? A rewatch really let me come to what I think. Cool. I love this film. It is the best movie of the year for me, and I still want to watch this again. Definitely one of the best sci-fi movies of the decade, okay? Well, calm down. I love it. It's a good movie, but I don't know about best sci-fi of the decade. might be my favorite of the year, though, honestly. Yeah, maybe. That, that I'll take. We should put him against the guy who says the worst movie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, kids don't vape. Okay, a lot of vaping jokes. Funny enough. Here. Vaping. Don't read that one. Absolute fantastic. <laughs> example of great adult targeted sci-fi containing everyone one could ask for. Andre Riseboro, Sean Bean almost dying, exquisite blood, nightmare fuel visuals, Jennifer Jason Lee with bangs, oh. and all kinds of mind-melting psychological rap, a horror wrapped and gorgeous, colorful lane that makes that would make Argento squeeze, uh, I'll squeal or something, I don't know. And from David Gruenberg's son, Brandon, to top it all off. That was a funny start to the review. Absolute fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Just another Russian guy or something writing it. Absolute fantastic. It's, uh, um, it's, it's, it's uh, what's his name? Uh, Tommy Wiseau wrote that view. <laughs> nice. I wouldn't think. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, my melting psychology rap, horror, gorgeous, colorful lighting, whatever. I agree, kind of. Yeah. A little, a little too, uh, Jerky you know, yeah, exactly. But I can name everyone in the cast. <laughs> I looked at the fucking IMDb. This was a wild ride that made me feel really viscerally uncomfortable, but I can't stop thinking about it. I'm not the best at handling body horror, but I thought Cronenberg used it very effectively to complete the themes he wanted to tackle in a really unique way, easily the most memorable film of the year so far for me. Good review. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in JP down here. He said, this is so my type of movie. I kind of want to see what other movie this guy's into. See if he's BSing us. A little BS. <laughs> <laughs> I like the spy is up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a little... little uh, I mean, there's at least two horrors in his favorite. Yeah, but neither he didn't like there. Enemy, or he only gave Enemy a three and a half, dude. Uh, I mean three and a half. If you put that to our ratings, that's a that's a seven. seven. Yeah, that's sort of good. Yeah, true. All right. Well, seems like we're getting uh, the same again. Oh, again. That, that, wait, wait. JP reviewed antiviral. Let's see what he said about that. Oh, oh. this is fun. He liked it. Right, Loves it. This take on celebrity culture is something so unique and disturbing. A really good performance from Landry, who basically had to carry the film. Overall, this is a really interesting film that I think took itself too seriously in some parts and could have done without a couple scenes. But even then, I'd fully recommend it. Originally, I wanted to give it 3 out of 5, but I'm going to do 4 out of 5 just because of that unique concept and world building. Oh! <laughs> oh! Delete the review! Flag! <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, I mean, I can't flag it. <laughs> the first, the first part of the review, I think, was pretty spot on with what we were saying. Yeah, the last two words, you know. Yeah, but maybe they mean like theme overall, kind of theme or concept. I think so. Yeah. Is yeah. I don't know. Anyways, JP, uh, good enough, I guess. Yeah. All right. What are your reviews, boys? What are we thinking? What do you think, Dante? Um, I give it. We said five's good. Five's average. Yeah. 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 Five average. Okay, so I give it seven and a half. Oh, interesting. I, I think I think it's a really good movie. I actually, yeah, I'm not gonna change. I always end up changing my review all the time. I'm giving it a seven and a half. Okay. I think it's a really good movie. I highly recommend it to anyone. Uh, just 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 little nitpicky shits. Uh, I don't know, the, mm. the things that don't really matter that much, but that personally I feel like could have been done better. But yeah, good movie. I like it a lot. Nick? Oh, 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 oh. We'll rock, we'll rock, paper, scissors. Who goes first? Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I, I'm just going to go first. You guys have to say it at the same time and overlap each other. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I was thinking around eight, so similar to Dante. Okay. Um, even though I did like it more than antiviral and I gave antiviral a 10. Yeah. Um, this is a better movie and I did like it more, but, uh, I don't know. It's weird. It, I can't pinpoint anything specifically that I don't like about the movie, but I still came out of it just being like, you know, that was fucking good, but it's not yeah. perfect. Yeah. There's something missing. I couldn't tell what it was, but there's, there's definitely something missing. Like I said, it was just the ending for me. If they, if they did one way, like what I was explaining earlier with the ending, yeah other than that like actually i feel like that's why a lot of people on the letterbox comment reviews said that like they missed out on plots is because they didn't have a conclusive ending of the character kind of yeah yeah that makes sense and the kind of i think that is not rounded enough mm -hmm. that might have been what left like a sour taste in my mouth about it too because mm -hmm. it was really up until the ending i was like oh fuck yeah this is sick yeah. and then it ended i was like oh okay i would have given it a nine if it weren't for that ending Straight up. yeah i think me too yeah I think uh, first time I watched this movie, I was giving it a 10 on 10. Oh. I fucking loved it, dude. The first oh. Time, I thought it ruled, dude. And then I watched it a second time, and there's a bit less shock. So I'm going to give it a nine and a half on 10. Oh, damn, dude. Nine and All a right. Half. I loved it. I thought it fucking rocked. So even out somewhere at like a eight and a half? Yeah, eight, something like that. Damn. Good for a good job, Cronenberg. Yeah. Good job, Brandon. Really Sith. good movie. Really good movie. Very like, cool. I, I, I straight up was so gonna give it a nine until up until the ending. Like yeah. up until that ending, I thought the only problem I had with the movie was the shaky camera. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and the excessive vaping, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, especially that fucking transformation scene. Oh my god. So oh yeah, it's sick. Cool. It was too fucking sick. It was yeah. Too sick. Yeah, it was fucking sick. Especially since they did it practical. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, the whole thing. So much better. So happy. So much better. Holy shit. Mm. Yeah. When it's no, practical effects. Uh, for, so, Nick, do you think this is going to be your movie of the year? So far, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, like podcast-wise, you're talking? No, or just in, in general. Movie? 2020 releases. I think this will probably be the best one in 2020, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I haven't seen really many other good 2020 ones. Um, yeah, I saw something the other day, actually. I was okay. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of what came out this year that I've seen. Anyways. This movie fucking rocks, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Watch this. I'm just going to fucking boom. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Do it for the the fans, bro. There you go. Um, All right, well... Fun episode, guys. Yeah. This has been the Monolith Film Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Tune in. Uh, yeah, tune in next week. We're going to be doing new some content. fun stuff. Yeah, all the time. New stuff. Uh, follow us on everything. Like, subscribe, yada, 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 whatever, whatever. Fuck. <laughs> Spotify, yeah. uh, Anchor, uh, Google, uh, all those things. Podcast. Dante, do you, do you sell your paintings? I do sell my paintings. Fair yeah, right. go buy one of Dante's paintings then. Yeah. yeah Every single one of our viewers. Go buy our paintings. Go like and subscribe. Follow everything. Follow our friends. Yeah. Our family members. Yeah. Well, Follow come to my house. Show up at my address. Walk into my house. Watch a movie with me. And, and celluloid, <laughs> celluloid, if you're watching... Hey. We're from Montreal too, all right? <laughs> we need we need to talk, right? Yeah. We need to have a viewing of this movie and discuss things. Yeah. Well, thanks for watching, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tune in. Tune.